Guess who's back? Back again. Yo, what's going on? It's been a while. The last NBA video I posted was, man, we got this thing called COVID-19 knocking us out. Uh, we don't got no NBA, hopefully for only two or three weeks. No, 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 no. We've been gone for a hot minute. We've been flying across the globe to Disneyland, and we got a little bubble going on. Ain't no COVID in that bubble right now, fingers crossed. But we got NBA DFS back. Millie makers. Million dollars to first. Only $4 buying. If you want to max that puppy out for like 600 bucks, go for it. Why not? And then we got a Millie maker on Friday, and we're going to have huge NBA contest. You want to know why? Because the NBA, as I'm spelling out in the air if you're watching on the YouTube video, is greater than the MLB. Look, I don't set the rules here. I don't set the excitement rules. I don't set how these organizations actually go about doing business. In all facets, they are actually greater. Who knows if the MLB has a season? But no, I'm not covering the MLB this year because I'm just prioritizing the sports that I get more enjoyment out of, to be completely honest. So as we usually do, it's going to be the injury dashboard, the target offense sheet, and then some early interest. And obviously, it's a two-game slate. The early interest, I'm going to give you all the best plays. I mean, that's what I do here. You get all the best plays. Anywhere you go that's charging you to just give you this type of information, just come here to the free YouTube channel. Hit the like button while you're here, right? And if you're listening on the podcast, hope you're having a good day. Please do also hit the subscribe button on the podcast. And smash the big old subscribe button that just popped up. If you haven't been here since the last NBA video, you haven't been watching the NFL videos or the golf, what's wrong with you? What's going on with you? But welcome back. Hope you're having a good day. The NBA is indeed back. I don't know if I'm going to be covering NBA every single day, but I will be covering NBA. I will be having projections every single day on Patreon. So if you want to support me over there, you can do so linked down below. But I don't know if I'm going to be doing this whole seven day a week grind on the NBA, especially with me producing NFL season long videos and then also golf videos. But I'll probably get a couple days a week, maybe three to seven days. Heck, maybe I'll go all out and put seven days a week of content out on the NBA. They won't be as big slates. They'll be six game slates, which makes it a lot easier and then even smaller once the playoff starts. But anyways, besides all that, why don't we hop into this video? And again, I will say that there are projections on Patreon values. My model is going to be up on Patreon with the interest every single day. So you'll be able to see all of that as well as just getting a bunch of other stuff, golf, uh, MMA, some other projections and information as well. So it's not just the NBA, but you will get the daily NBA stuff. So you can check that out if you want to support me down there. And the first sponsor of today's show is Superdraft. You want $10 in Superdraft? I'm not even kidding when I say I've been playing Superdraft every single day for since the MLB started and I have won every single day. I'm not, I'm not joking. Now I haven't been putting thousands of dollars in play, but I've gotten a return every single time. You want to know why? Because the contests are filling up like 65% of the way. So 35% of the contest isn't filling, but they're guaranteeing that 35%. So there's 35% less competition for the same amount of money. So you have to be really bad and not know how to be building lineups to consistently lose on there. So hey, look, it's true. Rake free overlay. Those things actually matter. It matters even more when it's not five or 10% of the contest filling and it's 35%. So I'm sure NBA is going to have some big contests. Maybe those ones fill a little bit more people more interested in the NBA, but I'm going to continue to play over there. If you use the promo code Sal, that is S A L my name, you get 10 free dollars upon sign up. And I believe they still do a deposit bonus up to 50 or 50% deposit bonus up to $50. I'll have to check on that one, but it's all linked down below promo code Sal. You can just go over there and use that. If you want to, I'm not kidding. I actually play on Superdraft. It's a lot of fun. Multiplier format. You don't have to worry about salary caps. You can play anybody you want. And the beauty of it, nobody's filling these contests. So it is not, I'm not going to say an auto cash, but if you're building good lineups, you're going to have a 35% better chance over there to cash than anywhere else, which is actually pretty crazy. So check that out. Let's get into it with the injury dashboard. I'm recording this on Wednesday morning. It is 5.07 AM East coast time. So again, these games do not start until Thursday afternoon. I think fingers crossed like this video and let me know in the comments, if you want me to go live Thursday, uh, maybe sometime around like four, four thirty before the entire industry, before awesome. And those guys over there, they go live for the deeper dive and the live before lock. Let me know if you want me 
me to go live for like a half hour just to recap any injuries to kind of give you my final thoughts. I'm going to be playing 150 to give you my exposures and maybe not full on closed out exposures, but give you an idea of where I'm going, who I'm going to try and get to that's maybe a little bit lower on those types of deals. This is our primer video. Now, some things are going to change. The full on injury reports will probably be coming out. Hopefully, like there's not a lot of beat writers, but hopefully like sometime later on on Wednesday, definitely on Thursday morning. So we kind of have all the information, I think, for the two game slate. But there's some things that can definitely hurt us. Like we have some questionable players, but I don't know if we're going to get those until like closer to lock. So that video will help tomorrow, the live stream. But this stuff is going to give you a really good primer, a refresher, if you will, for a nice little two game slate to start it off. So up top, Lou Williams ain't there. He left the bubble. He went to Magic City, whatever it is that they're saying, the wings to get some wings and he's out quarantined for 10 days. So there ain't no Lou Williams. Who's it going to help the new addition, Reggie Jackson from Detroit that they got? Not a lot of people remember that. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, it will help because now they're going to get to stagger their minutes a lot easier instead of them being on the court. They usually like to stagger their minutes. Now it's easier to stagger their minutes and they probably would have anyways, but now when they stagger their minutes, it's not going to be Lou Williams out there whose usage percentage this year is 30.4%. Lou Williams has the second highest. He's actually tied second highest with Paul George on this team for a usage rate only. Kawhi Leonard is higher and also Kawhi Leonard is a little bit skewed because of when Paul George was out for a good amount of the year to start the season. So yeah, this is going to help Paul George. This is going to help Kawhi Leonard and Paul George more of a score at his price point seems a little bit fair. I do like Paul George. Montrose Harold, he was just ruled down. So Montrose Harold is out. You're going to have Zubak and Noah. They're both going to be good values. Whichever one starts, I'll probably like a lot more, but I think both of them are fine values. No, Harold means one of those two guys is going to start. They can try and play small, but if AD does indeed play, and also the Lakers are pretty big in general with AD and McGee and or Howard, it's going to be really tough for them to try and play small ball with like a Marcus Morris at the five. Started back Zubak or Noah to be starting there. Either one I like. We've seen Noah pop off in, in crazy performances just here and there in the last year and a half to two years when he plays on DFS. He can put up a lot of points. Double, double upside, of course. Easy score. Same thing for Zubak as well. Uh, the minutes would be the only concern for Zubak and maybe even Noah, but with no Harrell, it gets a lot easier to see a minutes path for them. Pat Beverly is going to be questionable with a personal issue. If Pat Beverly plays at $4,100 and no Lou Williams, yeah, he's a fine option. If he doesn't play, Reggie Jackson is just going to have to eat minutes here. Um, there's no Lou Williams at that point. There's no Harrell, which doesn't help or doesn't hurt Jackson as much, but it's just guys in this rotation that are out. And then no Pat Bev, no Pat Bev and no Lou Williams will mean Landry Shamit, and then definitely uh, a guy in Reggie Jackson would have to eat minutes. Heading over to the Lakers, Anthony Davis is questionable with the eye. The last thing they said wasn't that encouraging. Hopeful to play. Like it's 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 looking like iffy, hopeful to play. If he doesn't play, uh, fire up Javel McGee if he starts and or Howard, whichever one starts there. Howard is also going to be questionable with the knee injury. So if they both miss, it's Javel McGee night. Obviously fire up Kuzma if he's going to be starting at this cheap price point in place of AD. And then definitely, definitely fire up your man LeBron James. So just to give a couple of on-off things, when there's no Lou Williams or Harrell on the court, there's a decent sized sample. Pat Beverly sees about a 0.87 fantasy point per minute number. A little bit of a boost for him. Kawhi Leonard goes 1.46, a little bit of a boost for him. When you're looking at a guy in Paul George, 1.38. Another one that's important, uh, Zubak goes for uh, over a point per minute in those situations. We don't really have any statistics right now on a man himself and Noah, but you're obviously going to get the guys that you know, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and you're going to get to an extent, uh, a little bit of Patrick Beverly popping off. And then when there's no Anthony Davis on the court, a lot of guys see some benefits here. You're going to get the JaVel McGee and Dwight Howard kind of see benefits from each other, but they get on the court a little bit more. They're about point fantasy point per minute guys, maybe a little bit more. Dwight Howard has a bigger sample there. They're both about a fantasy point per minute. LeBron James goes to a 1.6 fantasy point per minute producer in 776 minutes with no AD on the court. So if you get 34 minutes out of LeBron, even 32, he's going to be somebody that's very, very hard to ignore if there's no Anthony Davis. And then Kyle Kuzma pushes up towards about a point per minute guy. And at his price point, 
he'll be very fine. A uh, Landry Shamit probably with an illness. Bojan is just not playing. He's out. So this is going to help Joe Ingles. It's going to help Royce O'Neal, Georges Niang. It'll help Emmanuel Moutier get more minutes as well because Clarkson has usually been taking his before the break. But if there's no, well, there is no Bojan. Emmanuel Moutier is also questionable as well. So keep an eye on that. If Moutier indeed plays, he's the minimum price at 3000 On a two-game slate, things can happen. He can jump into 22, 24 minutes, maybe some foul trouble. He sees more time than Jordan Clarkson. And now there's just an easier path to minutes because there's no Bojan. Um, so I think it's an interesting situation to look at. Moutier will look like, because of his cheap price point, a decent value, probably like a top 10 value on the slate. Because if he just goes out there and scores like 16 fantasy points, which for him is is like scoring eight points and picking up a couple of peripheral stats, then I think that's a really realistic outcome. I'd rather play Clarkson still, uh, but I think that's an obvious. I think Clarkson has an easier path to 22 to 24 minutes than a guy in Moutier, but Bojan being out is going to help that. John Rondo just had surgery on his thumb. There's no Avery Bradley in the bubble. So those are just some other guys. Obviously, J.R. Smith, if you have not been keeping up, is now with the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't really expect him to play much minutes. I think Rondo is going to impact LeBron having the ball in his hands more as a point guard. It's going to give Caruso more minutes and then just all those other wings, whether it's KCP, whether it's Danny Green, all those guys you can throw out there. Quinn Cook is probably going to be in the pecking order before J.R. Smith, I would imagine. So that's where we're at right now. Now let's move into the target offense sheet. Target offense sheet right now, this is the stat so far before the bubble. Obviously, things are going to be changing because players and teams are getting healthier, or in some cases, they don't have some of their players in the bubble because they don't want to show up. But you're getting New Orleans. None of these teams aren't a back-to-back, of course, first night back. Uh, you're getting New Orleans and Utah starting at 6.30 p.m., I believe. So the pace is going to be good here. The total is a little bit higher. 221 game total. You're going to have New Orleans favored by two and a half points. So maybe a better game environment to pick from. And just based on how they price a lot of these Utah Jazz players, look, it's going to be easier to pick from Utah. It's going to be easier to pick from Utah because they have some players that are going to be out or potentially out. New Orleans has just probably the most fun team if they make the playoffs. I think that's what the NBA wants them to catch Memphis at this point and make the playoffs. They're obviously an exciting team. And when you look at price points, and we'll get into my, some of my early interest in a second, it's going to be nice. New Orleans is a team that is young. Um, Zion does not really know how to play defense all that much right now. Derek Favors doesn't play on the court a lot because he's just getting injured. And I, don't, I think he's sort of a problem, or I think Rudy Gobert is going to be a major problem for Derek Favors and everybody that they have there, whether it's Nicola Melli and the power forwards in, in this front court. So it, it's going to be interesting at this point. Like, I do think that all these New Orleans players are in play, even against a pretty good Utah defense that has struggled to an extent, but it now should be back and fine. Obviously, no Bojan is going to be impactful. Bojan, a 24% usage rate guy as well, I should point out. I think it's going to lead to a 30% usage rate, as would you see from Donovan Mitchell in these times. And DraftKings put Donovan Mitchell at a price point where he's going to be insanely highly owned and hard to get away from, especially in your cast game build. So yeah, faster paced environment uh, you're going to have right now. New Orleans is going to have the toughest matchup against Utah. And on the flip side of that, Utah is going to have the easiest matchup against New Orleans on this short two game slate. New Orleans, again, Drew Holiday, one of the better two way defenders in the game at the guard. Lonzo is definitely a strong defender. After that, though, not much is going to really scare you. And again, if it's going to be faster paced, it's going to lead to just more opportunities for fantasy points in general for Utah. So I do think New Orleans and Utah screams out the game that you want to own the most, like, right? If you had to choose one game to stack, and I'm not going to be stacking, I don't really care too much about it. But again, on a two game slate, if you want to say, if this game goes to overtime and I own five guys in it, I'm popping off. If that's the place that you want to go with and you want to hit on the 2% of the games, or I think it's 2%, maybe it's 6% of the NBA games that actually go to overtime, then more power to you. That's the way that you want to play. I can't say anything about it. So yeah, New Orleans and Utah does stand out to me. Then you go to the Lakers and the Clippers. Lakers favored by four and a half points. Obviously, this is going to factor in no Lou Williams, no Harrell at this point. Lakers implied for 110 points is the second most on the slate, 110 and a half behind New Orleans. The Clippers implied for only 106 points, the lowest on the slate, 3.25 less than Utah. So if you're just looking for matchups here, yeah, it's going to be a big advantage for the bigs of the of the Lakers. So it's going to be fun here too, because look, no Harrell, who is not a great defender anyways, and now it's Noah and Zubak going to be going up against 
some combination of, I mean, you're probably going to have out there Anthony Davis at the four if he does indeed play, some combination of Anthony Davis and Howard, Anthony Davis and McGee. And those guys are going to eat here. So if there's no Anthony Davis and there's no Howard, it's it's Javel McGee night all night long and he's going to be highly owned and you should own probably 100% of him. But either way, I want the bigs, uh, whether it is Anthony Davis and he's healthy, I think he's fine here. Uh, if there's no Anthony Davis, fire up LeBron, fire up your Dwight Howard's, Javel McGee's, your Kyle Kuzma's, all those guys start to see a lot more usage in minutes. Um, so yeah, I think the bigs are what you want to target here. Either way, like no matter who they're pl- facing, it's usually LeBron or the bigs anyways, right? Like you don't really usually try and pick your poison with Alex Caruso and Danny Green and KCP and Avery Bradley. He's not here now or J.R. Smith and all these guys, right? That's not really the type of thing you do with the Lakers. You have the heavy hitters up front. If it's a good matchup for Howard and or McGee at their price point, you, you side with them a little bit, but that's it. Then you move on. For the Clippers though, there's a lot more to look at here. We're going to have to track the injuries. Reggie Jackson becomes a very good play in my opinion, maybe for 24 to 25 minutes. And he's somebody who is a ball dominant guard in my opinion. He will pick up assists, but he's also not afraid to shoot and drive. So at the situation where if there's no Pat Bev, Reggie Jackson opens up. I think Paul George is somebody that I'm really going to be looking at here. If he's going to start at small forward, he's going to have an advantage. Now, maybe he sees some Danny Green, who's a good defender, but kind of deteriorating in his defensive skills, if you will, just with the age that comes with it. But still, I'm not too worried. I think Paul George can shoot over him, drive over him, whatever he wants to do for the most part. And at that price point for Paul George, it's a very fair price point. So if I'm looking at this, the least interested team I have, I'll say the Lakers, but I still have interest. I have interested mainly the bigs and definitely LeBron. LeBron, if there's no AD, is somebody that you fire up. One over 1.6 fantasy points per minute. That is somebody you fire up for. I can guarantee you that LeBron, he doesn't care as much about these games, but he cares about this specific game after the MJ documentary was just out. There, there's a narrative to this. MJ documentary was just out, captivized the entire nation that watched it. And he's facing the Clippers, his biggest competition. So I do think that they're going to have some side of vengeance or for him to go a little bit harder. Yeah, the matchups that you're looking at, the best environment for a team right now is going to be New Orleans versus Utah. Utah is going to see a pace up spot in that situation. I should also point out, they're going to be gaining about four possessions, which is going to be huge, the biggest on the slate. New Orleans is actually going to see a pace down spot because of how fast Utah plays. So this is a pace up spot for Utah in a situation where they have a really good matchup. Utah players are so mispriced on DraftKings, the big stars, it's going to be hard to ignore them. And before we move on to my early interest, the biggest part of the show, the reason you're coming here for, right? Please do hit the like button on this video and the big old subscribe button that's popping up. Check out Superdraft. Like I said, $10 free play. If you use the promo code style for their multiplier, these contests just aren't filling. Like even if you just want to play for the next week until they start filling up, go ahead and do that. But right now they're not filling. So you should go in there, use the promo code, help me out. It helps you out. You get 10 free bucks and a little bit of a promo bonus. Let's hop into it. And I also point out if you're listening on the podcast or YouTube, $50 giveaway. If you leave a rating and review, leave a way for me to contact you on the podcast review, not on the YouTube comments. So the Salvetry show is where you can find that. Check all that out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get into the early interests. And I helped you out because let me, let me make this smaller because I'm so, so generous. Look at all the early interests you got up on here. So there's like 18 early interests now, nah, maybe 17 early interests on here. Normally I go with like 12 to 15 because they're early interests pretty much gave you like the best players that you can play depending on other injury news on this slate. It all comes down now to a building unique lineups, whether that's leaving a couple hundred dollars on the table, or if it actually comes down to an NBA, you don't want to usually leave as much money on the table since it's more projectable of a sport. But maybe that just means that you go out there and now you're in a situation where you know some ownership numbers and you just pivot in one or two spots in your lineup, right? Depending on the size of the contest that you're playing, how unique you think you have to get. But these are going to be the best plays in the slate, barring some injuries. Like I do think obviously Anthony Davis is a strong play. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, he's not going to be on these early inches, but they'll be in my player pools. I'm not playing 0% of them and 150 lineups. I'm just choosing if you're somebody, which most people watching this build one to 10 lineups. If you're those types of guys, I want to give you the, or girls, the best possible combinations, the optimal type plays, and then you can try and get unique from there. So uh, this is in no order. I'll actually filter it by salary to make it easier uh, to kind of see my thought process. So I will call out that right now, this is kind of if Anthony Davis misses, just because the news we're getting on him is kind of weird. And this is a guy who normally misses, but it's not the shoulders or the back or anything like that. It's now a situation where it's his eye, um, but we're getting weird news on it. All right. So now we have it sorted by salary. I have LeBron up top, most expensive player in the slate. I mean, it, 
Yeah, 1.6 usage rate without Anthony Davis, even if he's not, or 1.6 point per minute, the usage rate's going to go through the roof as well for LeBron. It starts to approach 35%, right? And everything else goes through the roof, whether it's the assist percentage being 43%, the defensive rebounding percentage being about 22%. You're just in a really good spot for LeBron if there's no AD. Even if AD plays, I still like LeBron, but I like both of them. So I would have a combination of both. If AD does play and he's fully healthy, I'd actually side to go to AD if you're building one lineup over LeBron. You get a $700 price savings. You get a fantastic matchup. Um, I mean, look, LeBron might end up seeing, I don't know, like maybe he sees Kawhi or Paul George, but AD is not going to see either of them. I would imagine um, maybe he gets a little bit of Paul George. That's going to be a fine matchup for AD, especially against the bigs of the Clippers, which is still their biggest point of weakness on defense and why like when the Lakers signed DeMarcus Cousins, it was going to be like, okay, like well, how are you going to stop us? Well, DeMarcus Cousins gets hurt. That's how you're going to stop him. But I would say right now, if AD doesn't play, obviously LeBron, if AD does play both of them, but if you can only choose one, I would go AD. Zion had to leave the bubble for a personal reason. He practiced on Tuesday, so he's back to go. Zion's $7,500. Zion is averaging 1.25 fantasy points per minutes. Zion is having a usage rate around 29%. Zion has independently crushed who's probably like the rising star comeback player of the year in Brandon Ingram's value. And also so has this huge layoff. Brandon Ingram was murking fools. He was out there going absolutely berserk. Zion comes in and Brandon Ingram's point per minute starts to drop from like 1.3 in situations to now like around 1.1, 1.15. It's just he starts to become less efficient and less productive because Zion's out there scoring, gobbling up rebounds, being an absolute force down low. And they want to put him at 7,500. And Superdraft has him as a 1.4x multiplier. Yes, Zion is probably the best play on Superdraft. Yes, Zion is probably one of the better plays. Not, I'm not going to say the best, but one of the better plays on DraftKings. He did practice. The only thing would be if they're like, okay, Zion, we're just going to give you 28 minutes, 26 minutes. But even then I like him. At 7,500, if you give him 28 minutes, I like him. With the upside of seeing like 32 minutes, yeah, I think it's really good. You're seeing an average of 36.9 fantasy points per game. Love that, love that, love that. Lonzo Ball has been murking as well. He's probably going to see somewhere around 34, 35 minutes. I'm expecting him to go full minutes. Like these, this is the team. This is the team, New Orleans, that actually has to play and play their full minutes because they want to make the playoffs. I would imagine so. They're not guaranteed a spot. They're here because the NBA and, and a lot of people's thinking, and as long as mine, wants them in the playoffs because they're young, exciting. Obviously, Zion's on the team in general. This team's very exciting with Drew and Lonzo and, and um and Brandon Ingram, BI. So yeah, I think Lonzo at 7,400, 1.3 multiplier on Superdraft is also really appealing. Uh, but $7,400 on DraftKings. He's playing bigger minutes, not his 32 per game average, but closer to 35 or 34, somewhere around there, 34, 35 before the stoppage actually happened. You get the nice team total. You get the nice game environment. I'm going to take Alonzo at 7,400 for sure. Paul George, 1.35 on Superdraft, also $7,200. I've already said some things about Paul George, right? There's going to be just more overall usage, more point per minute production now that Lou Williams is not on the court and even Montrezl Harrell. So now when he's staggered with Kawhi Leonard, it's just going to be him. He's going to be able to go out there and have his 1.4, 1.5 fantasy point per minute performances. You worry a little bit about the minutes. Do they just give Paul George, a guy who normally rests, dealt with injury in the beginning of the year, but now this huge layoff, do they give him just like 26 minutes in this first game back, 28? That's where you start to worry a little bit. Like I, I, I like I like Lonzo. There's similar price points. It's hard to see which one I like more. Paul George is going to have a higher point per minute. So I'm going to side with Paul George for now, but there's also not as much security in those minutes for Paul George, I would say. So I'll say Paul George right now is the better player over Lonzo by a decent amount. But again, the minutes are a little bit shakier. Now you get down to probably two of the, some of the best plays in the slate. Um, I would say arguably, if not the best play in the slate, like if Noah, if Noah starts over Zubak, I think Noah's the best play in the slate. If Zubak starts, I wouldn't say he's the best play, but he's close. But I think Donovan Mitchell's right up there. He's like 1A, 1B right now. Uh, let's just say it's him. $7,000. I don't remember the last time he was this cheap against a, a pace up spot against New Orleans where it's going to be a nice defensive matchup where there's no Bojan Bogdanovich behind him or, or next to him to take away usage. His usage rate is going to be rivaling around 30%. Like Donovan Mitchell should realistically be $8,000 in this spot. So yes, you could expect Donovan Mitchell to probably be the highest owned player on the slate. That doesn't mean you don't play him. That just means get different elsewhere. Donovan Mitchell's a beast on this slate. Rudy Gobert is probably a top five play in the slate right now because he's also cheap. $7,100. 
cheapest he's been in a long time, and he gets a fantastic matchup. New Orleans struggles against bigs. Zion doesn't play defense that well, and Derek Favors can't stay on the court for more than 20 minutes because he gets injured all the time. This is a great matchup for a guy in Rudy Gobert. If you want to play both Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, I'd expect them to be, if people are smart, and I think people are really sharp to NBA because there's a lot of information, these guys are probably going to be somewhere around like the, the two highest owned players in the slate or two of the top five highest owned. Joe Ingles. So these next couple of guys, like, so Joe Ingles and, and Jordan Clarkson on Utah, that's to try and soak up some of the usage and overall productivity from a guy like, um, I guess it's going to factor down to Emmanuel Moody if he plays, but from a guy like Bojan Bogdanovic. So I'm not really high on Joe Ingles at 5,700. I'd rather play $4,200 Jordan Clarkson, but I'll just point out like Joe Ingles is expensive, but that's because there's no Bojan. He'll probably see more minutes, more usage, maybe some point guard handling duties. I doubt it. If Moody is out, maybe a little bit, but I'd rather play Clarkson for $1,500 less, but it's at least worth mentioning. Reggie Jackson, I will play if there's no Pat Beverly. If Pat Beverly is in, take out Reggie Jackson's name right here and put in Patrick Beverly. Zubak is fine. If he starts, I like him more. He has a 1.75x multiplier. I'll point out as well over on Superdraft. So if he's starting at 1.75x, that's a really good spot. I mean, Zubak drops 50 points in like 20 minutes easily, right? He does that in, in, in not all the time, but he does that when he starts in, in a good amount of the time. I would say he goes out there for like a two fantasy point per minute production. Nicola Melli's $4,000. No real love for Nicola Melli, but he just gets minutes. They like the guy, right? They like the guy. They're going to probably need some size in this game against Utah's front court. So you get 20 two minutes out of Nicola Melli at 4,000. There's worse options. And at the end of the day, you're looking for that one cheaper value. That's going to be lower on. Nicola Melli has upside there. And so does his teammate in Josh Hart. Josh Hart is 3,900. Now that this whole team is going to be healthy, it's going to be hard for him to get on the court because he was playing more when Lonzo was out or Drew was out or Brandon Ingram was out. Now he's probably going to see maybe around 20, 24 minutes. He's probably going to be really dependent on his three. If he can hit three three-pointers, he'll probably have a 20 plus point performance. If he's only hitting one, he's probably going to be there for 12 points and really stinking up your lineups at 3,900. JaVel McGee has the potential to be one of the best plays, if not the best play in the slate if there's no Anthony Davis and if there's no Dwight Howard. Both of them are questionable right now. If they're both out, Javel McGee at 1.9x multiplier in Superdraft and $3,600 on DraftKings is the best play in the slate. If Anthony Davis is in. Joel McGee is still a very solid play. Uh, if both of those guys are in, it's just like pick your poison between McGee and Howard. I'd probably still choose McGee. They still have a good matchup, but you're not getting the crazy minutes. You might get 18 to 20 minutes. You're not going to get like the 26 minutes out of Javel McGee. Danny Green at 3,500 is just another cheap dart throw that you try and hope that you catch lightning in a bottle and you get like a 12 or 15 point performance from Danny Green in pure scoring. And then it leads to like a 25 point fantasy point performance. Nothing major there. Probably don't play him on super draft at 1.9x. And then Joakim Noah, 1.8x. So again, whichever one of these guys starts, Noah's at 1.8x. I like him a lot more, especially if he starts. Then Zubak, whichever one starts, I like on DraftKings. $3,100 for Noah. Strong price point. Again, it's $3,100. And he'd be playing the center position. You literally need 20 fantasy points out of him. Now, if you want to win a tournament, you, you want as much as you can, especially if he's highly owned. But in Noah playing for, I don't know, let's just say he plays 22, 24, 25, 26 minutes, somewhere around there out of there. Let's just say 24 minutes at over a fantasy point per minute. Yeah, you're going to feel really good about that. He's probably going to drop 22 to 26 fantasy points as a minimum, and he's $3,100. So that's why he is the best play on the slate if indeed he starts, in my opinion, and then Donovan Mitchell's right there, Rudy Gobert, all those types of guys. So be sure to check out Superdraft. I'll also point out that the other sponsor of this show is going to be Monkey Knife Fight. Monkey Knife Fight, if you want my Supreme Draft Guide for NFL, I'm putting out videos every single day for NFL. If you want that Supreme Draft Guide for free, I'm only running this in some of these videos, for free, if you want that, you use the promo code SALNFL on Monkey Knife Fight. They give you five free dollars to play with. They give you a ticket to play in a future contest, and then they send me a link that says, hey, this guy deposited on Monkey Knife Fight. He played in a game. Send him your Supreme Draft Guide, which is a $30 value and I've spent months on it and there's loads of information that is going to help you win your fantasy football leagues. So if you are interested in that, you can find that down below as well. Thank you to the sponsors of today's show, Superdraft. You can use the promo code SAL, like I said, get set up there and Monkey Knife Fight like you saw right here. Appreciate you all being here. One last time for me, hit that like button, 
and the big old subscribe button. If you are excited that NBA is back and you want this content, again, I'm going to try and do it daily, but I am working through NFL. I am working through golf. So I don't want to burn myself out to the point where that I'm not doing it at all. But if you do want more videos like this, let me know in the comments. Be sure to also hit that subscribe button before you go. It really does help this channel grow a ton. We are providing the best fantasy content on YouTube. And I'm very confident in saying that, especially for NBA DFS. You're not going to have people that put as much time in. You're just going to have people open up the DraftKings salary box and saying, this guy's good because I know who LeBron James is. Nah, we're not doing that bullshit here. You're getting the best content. If you stuck to the end, you got that little rant from me. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Crush this two-game slate. I'm gonna go get some water and some coffee. If you thought I had coffee already, no. I'm just excited for the NBA. I'm excited because I love my job. See you all in the next one.